Not today, Bubba. Go get him, Bubba. Love you. Not today, Bubba. Just Gordy, Gordy, can I bother you for a second? Hey folks, Big Game Bob here. Before we get the show started, let me remind you, please, don't try and be a hero at your local barbecue. Keep it easy, stick to technology, what got us here with meter. Protect your meat today with meter, the world's first truly wireless leave-in meat thermometer with a water-resistant stainless steel design, designed with internal and external temperature sensors to ensure perfectly prepared meat for any meal. Don't mess with another man's meat, folks. Okay? If you want to be the barbecue guy, sure, be that guy. Take on the grill, but do it with the meter. You can get the meter today at meter.com. Protect your meat like Big Bob does. Stick this baby in the steak and be prepared for greatness. Not overcooked, not undercooked. Perfectly medium rare the way steak should be if you got the meter stick. Enjoy your next barbecue today. All right, folks, coming to you live here. This is indeed the Brilliantly Dumb Show, episode 86. Coming to you early, coming to you often. However you're listening, whyever you're listening, we're just happy you are indeed listening. I'm Big Game Bob coming to you on your local airwaves, folks. We got a doozy today. It's interview day today. And we got a doozy on our hands. We have Steve-O from Jackass joining us. For those of you who don't remember Steve-O, I think most of you will, this guy is a complete, utter lunatic. And and to be quite frank, he would be the first one to tell you that. He's always known for doing these just outrageous, ridiculous stunts. Again, big, big star in Jackass. He did Wild Boys. The good thing we have with Steve-O coming in today, he's got a new special that's out on his website, so he's got that going on, he's got a podcast where he's just reeling in guests left and right, he's a big name out there, so he really gets just about anybody, and the thing with Steve-O is, the, the best thing that I do to prepare for these interviews is to watch whoever the person is in other interviews, in other podcast settings, because it gives you exactly what they're going to be like, now Steve-O's been on Howard Stern a couple times, And I can honestly tell you, which makes me so excited about this one coming into it, is that he's never had a bad interview. There is nothing, and I mean nothing, that's off the table. There's nothing that's off limits that you can't talk about. It's whatever you want to talk about. Everything's out there. Everything's on the table. And that's what I like about Steve. He he brings it every single interview. So I am really looking forward to having him in. We're going to take you on over to the interview with Steve. A lot going on. By the way, folks, for a little promo here, just want to let you know, the surfing vlog with Forrest Galante is out now from Animal Planet. He's actually got a big debut coming up on Shark Week. Go ahead and check that out on the YouTube. That is out. We're going to take you on over to Steve-O now. And something that, I, that I'm going to ask him and that I've always wanted to ask him is it is truly amazing that this guy is still alive. It, it, it really is. If you look at the different stunts that he's done throughout his day to entertain us people, it, it's just mind-boggling. And I remember when Jackass 2 came out, of course everybody was into it. I, had, I was, I don't know, 15, 16 around there. I remember I made the, just a bonehead move 
of sitting down with my parents and getting them to watch it. And it was just from the opening get-go, I just couldn't believe that I was watching this jackass movie with them, and I knew they weren't going to hang in there for the full thing. And what finally got them to give where they said, okay, that's it, we're done. Steve-O's in the middle of the ocean on a boat, and he decides to, he puts something in his pants to be surrounded by sharks. It was like a piece of meat or something. And he hooks an actual fishing hook through his cheek. And they send him out there on a fishing line in front of all of these sharks. He's just a total nut. And that's what got my parents to finally just get up off the couch and just say, okay, we can't do this anymore. Makes for a hell of a podcast, because I can tell you that much, folks. Here he is coming in. This is Steve-O from Jackass. There he is. Yeah, dude. There he is, Mr. Steve-O. What an absolute treat this is. Well, thank you, brother. I appreciate it. I got to tell you, Steve-O, we've had a decent amount of people come on to this show. You're one of the easiest guys to get this show going with. There's not publicists coming on 45 minutes before, (laughs) say this, say that. I mean, you could be one of the easiest guys to set this up with. Cool, man. I mean, with that said, I did just hire a publicity firm to help me – get this out there so that's music to my ears i love it yeah i mean really just smooth sailing over here steve we'll get right into it here you got the new comedy special out gnarly available on steve here's what i want to ask you about steve okay steve-o's wild ride the podcast this guest list you're pulling in it's got a lot of howard stern vibes to it you got john jones coming on tony hawk Shaq. I mean, you're just rolling. Well, thanks, man. I, I just agonize over uh, trying to get good guests because the the podcast space is just so flooded, man. And uh, I, I did for years. I always uh, they just hated the question, "Will you do my podcast?" Because, <laughs> uh, because every fucking asshole has one, and and. Uh, and it, I was just, I made a rule. I said, if I've never heard of the podcast, the answer is no. But I would just <laughs> always, I would always break my rule because like how many friends do I have who have podcasts? And sit there, I would sit down for a whole hour to, to, to get asked the same fucking questions. Where, and, and I know no one's even listening. And I was like, ah. And then ultimately I decided I'm going to get on the bandwagon. Look, you know. <laughs> I mean, Jimmy, you would think since you, I mean, you've risked your life to entertain us time after time. It's kind of hard to believe somebody could ever really say no to you after the shit you put yourself through to entertain us. Well, you'd be surprised, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. you'd, you'd be surprised. Uh, and, and, hey, dude, it's, uh, you know, I think that when you go the the booker route, the publicist route, you know, like that's where those people are just you know it's just there are no people you know right. uh and so the the secret to getting g- good guests is to find some way to some achilles heel to attack through right you know like some some personal uh sure. some personal in and um like with Shaq, for example i, I had worked with Shaq in, in the past uh, yeah, many years ago, he was on Jackass. I'd met him a couple of times, always had a good laugh. Um, but I had no way to get a hold of him. And, um, 
I, I saw my buddy who, uh, he's a Ariel Hawani, the UFC MMA reporter. Sure. He, he had a post. God, I'm blown. I'm just going to blow this up. But uh, he had a post saying, dude, I can't believe I got Shaq. And thanks to you know, this person for setting it. So I was like, oh, this person. I just clicked that. <laughs> and then I was like, you know, hey, dude. And that guy was, that guy made it happen. You know, I'll tell you who I thought was one of your best guests. I just thought he was awesome, was Wee Man. I think oh, well, thank you. was spectacular. He really yeah, was. I appreciate that. I, I think so too, man. I really think so too. And I just, for the first time, had one of his burritos at this chronic taco <laughs> that he ordered. Nice. Those things are unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. They, they, uh, he, he became a real restaurateur off of uh, Jackass 3D. That was in theaters, and they put his... his his restaurant logo across the whole screen in the middle of the movie, and, and and they just had a good laugh with it. Since then, that restaurant has just made babies, and the franchise is over. Oh, is it I, I good? I want to say fifty locations, something about like more than fifty locations now, and and he's just rolling in it. So his oh. new nickname, we we call Wee Man uh, Rich Little. <laughs> 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 uh, I, I'm worried about the the you know with the fucking pandemic, man. The um, restaurants are taking a real hit. Yeah, but you know what? If you go down to like a Southern California where a lot of these chronic burritos are, it's almost like they don't really care. I've been inside. They don't give a they, fuck. They could care less. <laughs> I mean, these surfer guys, they just don't care. It's it's unbelievable, it's unbelievable man. Like I, I I of course I got the RV. It's uh, I use it as a podcast studio. Yeah, sure. That, that was my rule. If I'm going to jump on the podcast bandwagon and be the fucking annoying asshole saying, "Will you do my podcast?" Let me at the very least make it convenient for people by having a studio on Gotta have so that I can that I can bring to the guests just sure. to make it super convenient. Like, hey, hop in. We're recording. Won't waste your time. Where and when is most convenient for you? And so now I've got this RV, and dude, I never knew how much I was going to fucking love it, dude. If I'm not recording a podcast in there, I mean, you better believe I am fucking road tripping, dude. And I've never seen a guy doing a podcast that is so comfortable. I mean, you are just <laughs> lounging. You got the Zoom going on for a lot. Of, you got it all working. Hey, dude, I appreciate the shit out of that, man. And 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 uh, so I'm always camping out in my RV. And dude, like, you know, up and down the coast of California, LA is really pretty uptight about the coronavirus yes. san diego Correct. not at all like polar opposite less right so so you're I, I completely agree with what you're saying about the chronic tacos you know down, down there yeah it is it's fucking steve i gotta ask you I, and i want you to take me before even all of this happened okay you go to the university of miami which by the way let's give credit where credit's due not an easy school to get into how well, thank long, you. How long do you realize this just isn't going to work out? Oh, my God. It, uh, it was pretty quick, man. Um, <laughs> and now I only got into the University of Miami because uh, I applied for early acceptance. Um, okay. It was early acceptance, and 
and, and and the timing of that was was critical because I was just on a a, a, a free fall, you know. Like right. I like once I started just smoking pot and, and taking acid and getting drunk all the time, like it was just my shit fell off a cliff. No so so that wouldn't have happened if I didn't do the early acceptance thing. When I got to the University of Miami, the game plan was to uh, to become. It was a school of communications. Uh, advertising you know i felt like from from skateboarding you know making videos i was already into like you know editing videos and and i just thought man like i'm not that great at skateboarding but i love making videos so i'm gonna be like i'm gonna make tv commercials that was my 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 deal but i remember showing up to class the first day and and the teacher was like uh, hey, if you want to make it in uh, advertising, you're going to have to learn how to fucking kiss ass real quick, work yep. for free, make copy, whatever it takes to get your foot in the door. You got to fucking, you know, and I was like, wait a second, am I going to this fancy fucking college to learn how to kiss ass, work for free and make copy? Fuck that. And uh, I, on top of that, like that was one of the few classes I actually showed up to. I couldn't go to class. And uh, I, and I just failed out so badly, and I dropped out, and I was kicked out of the dorms, and everyone was like, well, "What are you gonna do now?" And I was like, "Well, I'm gonna fucking make videos, you know, like I'm gonna become a crazy famous stuntman, you know, like that was my deal." I was right. like, "I was like, I'm not gonna try with the skateboarding because it's too competitive, and I'm not that good at it, but I will throw my fucking body in harm's way." And, and, and I'll do it like nobody ever has, and I'll become famous, and that'll be a career. Everybody I told that plan to just felt so sorry for me. <laughs> <laughs> they were just like, what a tragic fucking loser. And I had this girlfriend who, uh, who, who just straight dumped me. She was like, she said, I'm looking into my future, and I can't see you in it because... I want to have things. <laughs> and I was like, dude, I was so heartbroken that actually it was her. She said, I'm looking at you, not going to class and like failing out. And like, I can't be with that. You know, I, I want to be somebody. I want to have shit. And, um, and so she dumped me. And, and, and for me at that time, I was just like, oh, I want to be like this crazy famous stunt guy. But, but moreover, I wanted her to think I was legitimately going to fucking die. <laughs> With that being said, what you end up doing is you double down <laughs> from this prestigious university and you, apply, you apply into the Ringling Bros Barnum and Bailey School of Clowns. Wow. That's what was going to give your videos the credibility <laughs> to move forward. Sure. Yeah. I mean, at the University of Miami, there I am, like, hanging off, like, 12-story balcony. Like, up there, there was a 12-story building that I got kicked out of because I fucking climbed up. I was climbing up the radio tower on the roof of the 12-story building. I was filming myself climbing over the balcony and hanging off the railings. Like I would, I would swing out and swing and let go and land on the 11th floor balcony. Yeah, I did that fucking on acid. I was out of my mind. And um, then I, I ultimately left the University of Miami. You missed the three years of being completely homeless. <laughs> <laughs> Which then leads it into the clown school? 
Right. Like I, after three years of being homeless, I, I, you know, I had a used car at this one point that I was living out of. I was just so fucking down on my luck that I honestly aspired to commit suicide with carbon carbon monoxide in the used car, but I couldn't afford to fill the tank. <laughs> so bad that I'm laughing. I don't know. I couldn't, so afford the, I, I couldn't afford the fucking gasoline <laughs> to, to run the engine to kill myself with the carbon monoxide in the car I was living out of. And I was like, I was just like, shit, dude. I said to my, to, I, I called my sister and I was like, yo, I got, I'm out, I'm, I hit a wall, you know? And she was like, well, I live in Albuquerque, New Mexico. You know, she's living in Albuquerque. She said, I'm kind of lonely. You know, I'd love it if, if, if you moved out here with me. So I moved out to Albuquerque and I'm living with my sister. And uh, she regretted that shit so fast. Oh, I bet. Oh, I bet. Oh. And, and, and she was, she was taking a shit at work where she's a, uh, uh, she's a reporter for the Albuquerque Journal, you okay. know, like uh, she was a newspaper reporter and she was just legitimately shitting, reading the a, a, a book of trivia that they had just left on top of the toilet. And just a question in the book said, what's the only college that has no tuition? Some shit. And it was like Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Clown College, like, it's very like exclusive to get in, but if you get in, it's free. It's completely free. And uh, and my sister was like, "Oh my god, that's my brother. That's my fucking brother. This will get him out of my fucking house." <laughs> What's amazing is you're at this circus flea market. You're going out, and you at times where you are performing, and you're ripped off of cocaine. Does oh, yeah. that affect the juggling and all of that good stuff? Ah. Uh, I think cocaine's actually pretty popular with professional jugglers. With clowns? <laughs> I mean, jugglers in particular. I remember, like, before I was in the circus, uh, I worked on Royal Caribbean Cruise Lines as, as a clown. And, uh, and they would bring in, like, headlining acts. And, like, one of these headliners was, like, juggling, like, nine clubs. You know, like, he was just a straight professional juggler. He, he made, like, three grand per 15 minutes of his act. And, uh, to me, that was the craziest. This guy was just, and and he was like, "Hey, man, like, uh, let's get some blow." <laughs> Are you guys in your clown suit before ripping lines of cocaine in what, the dude, clown? What, dude? When I was in the circus at the, see, I got fired from the cruise ship job, and then uh, now I'm back in with my sister. We're living in South Florida, and she's like, "Look, hey, if you think you're gonna be fucking." like unemployed and fucking broke and eating all the food and messing up the house. You're out of your mind. Right. Right. Yeah. And she says, you're out of your mind. So, uh, she she says, there's a circus down in this flea market. You're going to go down there. You're going to fucking tell them you're a clown. So I went down there and I got hired. And, uh, and this was, it was just, this place was classic, man. It's to, to date. It's the world's largest drive-in movie theater with, I want to say, like, fucking 14 screens. It's massive. It's, uh, like, some record for the biggest flea market. It's also an amusement park. And they had a, a circus there with three elephants, a tiger. They've since gotten shut down for animal abuse. So there's no longer a circus there. 
but I worked in that circus and we didn't, the only day we didn't do a show was Monday, but we had shows, we had one show Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then we had two shows on Friday and we had three shows on Sunday and three shows, three shows on Saturday and Sunday. A lot of so cocaine, Steve. Well, well, yeah, I, I, went through, <laughs> I went through four weekends from like, I went through like, like, like the two shows Friday, three shows Saturday, three on Sunday. So that's what? That's eight show, eight show weekend. Uh, I think I did 10 shows. I, think, I don't know. I bet, but, but my, now my, my nose, it wasn't like with the string, the clown nose. You use, we, we, we glue on our fucking clown nose with rubber cement. You know, it's like rubber cement. And so like, it's, it's not going anywhere. But like, I'm in the back, like, peeling off like just one side of the nose and like <laughs> like doing doing my blow and then and then put it back on <laughs> and like dude days days on end and uh and 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 you know with all the grease paint like i don't know that anybody ever even knew that i was uh on cocaine so bad now it, it what's amazing is if you you fast forward okay and you always have this obsession with being in front of the camera, you want to be famous sure. so bad. That's your goal. You fast forward to Jeff Tremaine reaching out to you about Jackass. Well, actually, that's a rewind. I was already, uh, it, it was, I was in uh, Jeff Tremaine's magazine, Big Brother, which was this filthy skateboard magazine, which was published by pornographer Larry Flint. And, uh, and they were making videos. I was already doing all this stuff for, for them. And and uh, and their videos were wildly popular because it was such fucked up stuff. But uh, you know, there's a big cult following for the, this uh, Larry Flint skateboard magazine video series. And um, Jeff Tremaine, he he was like he grew up with Spike Jones, like right. the movie the movie director. And and uh, at one point in the '90s. Jeff Tremaine reached out to Spike Jones and he was like, look, dude, my big brother's skateboarding videos are, are like taking off with like this crazy, you know, popularity. But, but, he, but he said, I know for a fact that nobody gives a fuck about the actual skateboarding. I'd say we cut out all the skateboarding and just the mayhem. Let's, let's, let's put that all together and make it a show. And it was the, the, that, that was it. Now so I was, I shot for the pilot jackass before i was even before after i got fired from cruise ships and before the circus was when i did the filming so thank god i got fired from uh the cruise ships absolutely the boat you know what and yeah. when, when jackass does pop off do you finally get that fulfillment that you wanted for so for so long or was it hard for you to kind of take that in because it was happening so fast I mean, that's like asking a crackhead when you finally get that like actual thousand dollars, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, when you're not going from like, like $10 to $10, but you actually come into a thousand bucks worth of crack. What a great answer. Cause it's so <laughs> true. What a yeah, great answer. For sure. And like above all else, uh, I, I think that my approach to, to to my career, to my life, to everything. I'm just a, a fucking, like, a, a pedigree, full-blooded attention whore. Hold on, folks. Wait right there. Just want to interrupt this program to let you know that the Brilliant Dump Show is brought to you by Manscaped. Summer's here. So is that summer bod. 
protect your nuts, balls, chest, whatever it may be with Manscaped. Get the perfect package from Manscaped and you'll find the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer because we all know how painful chafing can be when you've been wearing your bathing suit all day. Get 20% off and free shipping with promo code BROBIBLE at manscaped.com. That's promo code BROBIBLE. 20% off at manscaped.com. Protect your goddamn balls and enjoy the rest of the show, folks. You know, that's just my deal. I'm just geared that way. Like, look at me, look at me, and remember me, you know? And, and I just wanted to live in, I just wanted to be remembered. And so it wasn't even really about like money, but you know, it was just like, I want to, when I'm dead, I want to still fucking matter, you know? And uh, mm-hmm. it was, it was about like just living my life in a way that would be notable, that would be memorable so that I could have a book, you know, it's like, and, and I got a book. And then I just want I want to say too, that my book, it's a New York times bestseller. And it has an average customer rating on Amazon of five fucking stars. So like, I, it's like probably like, you know, it's it's my, my best shit is my book. And uh, and and on on my website stevo.com, I fucking autograph every single one. Like that's that's the only place to get autographed copies of my book. And I make every signature look like a dick shooting a big <laughs> load of cum. Because the O, the O, Steve O, and then the O is just a big dickhead. They, and, ought, and it, they ought to have <laughs> a statue of you at Ringling Circus, bros. I mean, you got to be worshipped over there. Dude, they, they, uh, they, they fucking closed it down after my class. <laughs> I graduated in the final class. And, uh, and I went on to become this, like, animal rights dude. So, like... They, they had uh, before the, the and then they shut down the whole circus. The, the Ringling Brothers is no more. And uh, before that happened, they had some big gala event. Somebody asked me to make a, uh, a video for uh, you know just to, to play in front of like the everybody. And, and I, I fucking went in on the on the owner of the circus. I was like, hey dude, it's it's me, dude. Like Steve-O. I was like, you know, people always ask me, does the Ringling Brothers circus abuse animals? And you know what I tell them? Of course they do. Look how they treat their people. <laughs> you know, it's amazing. That's what leads into when you did this SeaWorld stunt and yeah. you climb up a 150-foot crane. The funniest part about it, you come up with this whale. Okay, and you go climbing up there. You got the SWAT team. Everybody's yeah. trying. You're nowhere you near SeaWorld. Gnarly, right. Did you see the, the gnarly special? Did they give you the link to it? I got to get the link. No. Oh, well, shit. Because, dude, I fucking go in on that, dude. And here, here's, what, here's what, what I did this whole thing to, to let everybody know about is uh, this fucking, it's called gnarly, right? And, and this is, it's like, this is the act that I started putting together after I filmed my first comedy special, which I did for Showtime. And I was sure that this fucking special that I did for Showtime was going to shut up any haters, that they were going to be like, oh, look, Steve-O, he's a fucking established stand-up comedian now. He's got a comedy special. Let's all respect him. And I'm telling you, dude, that fucking special came out on Showtime, and it fucking faded into fucking 
wherever it fucking faded and my life didn't change. And I was just pissed. So I doubled down. And, and when I put this new act together, I was like, you know what? Already, like the, 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 the absurd and fucking ridiculous stories that I'm telling, which are all 100% true in this new stand-up comedy act, which I toured the fucking world with, I was like, man, so there's there's a common thread to these stories I'm telling, which is that for the most part, they were all things that happened on camera. So holy shit, what if I got goosebumps, dude? I said, what if I fucking make my next comedy special full on multimedia? So I'm telling these crazy stories, but I got the fucking footage edited in with all right. the jokes and everything. So you actually see that shit happening. Because here's a here's a spoiler. Most stand-up comedians tell stories which aren't even fucking true. And in my case, they're a hundred percent true. So like you actually you got see, the footage to prove it. Yeah. Totally. My head exploded on this idea. And I was just like, oh my God. So what I did was I start taping my, my shows while on the tour. I'm taping it and I'm coming home and I'm not fucking relaxing. I'm just sitting there fucking hunkered down at the computer, editing in all the footage. And I'm like, Jesus, it works. It works so well. And then I got kind of like, okay, it's great, but like, this is old shit, you know, like, uh, it's funny. It's like fucking insane. It's, it's, but, but let me let every bit in the act be like, okay, that's the bit, but then it let it inspire something that just raises the fucking bar for that. So it's like, a, there's a bit and then, and then there's a new bit. And then there's a, you know, the, 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 the story continues. And, and then I, so I, pl- I just started filming fucked up ass shit to plug in to, to every bit. And so, and so then like I'm filming, I ended, I ended up for the grand finale with skin grafts on 15% of my body because I got so I saw fucking that. burned. I, saw that. I got so fucking burned for it. And then, and Ben, I'm like, dude, I got the, I got the ender. I got the fucking, it just all worked so well. And uh, then I got, then I'm not, I wanted to film the, the opening sequence. So I'm like, I, I just somehow talked to the jackass guys, all of them to get together and, uh, and, and fucking, duct tape me to the side of a truck right a billboard truck like the kind that drives around las vegas and Knoxville's hitting baseballs at my head so hard i'm just like in hindsight like what was he thinking what the fuck was he thinking those baseballs fucking he hit baseballs at me way harder than makes any sense all you got all the other jackass guys saying hey stop too gnarly no Cut it out. Stop. Is, They're trying is, to call it off. Is there any, I mean, does this stuff before you do it, is, does it keep you up at night? Is there any fear involved whatsoever? Or are you just running on pure adrenaline and at the time drugs? Uh, well, not drugs. Um, and yeah, dude, I get nervous, man. I had one over the weekend, this past weekend, that I was fucking legit nervous about i had a fucking medical professional inject anesthesia into my spinal cavity so that my legs would become paralyzed while i was in full sprint (laughs) when you were doing it back when you're doing with jackass what's amazing is you would think he has to be on drugs to be doing this stuff but now since you've been sober you're still doing crazy shit so it's almost like that's not even true well I, i i never did stunts because i was loaded 
right. per se. There were certain things that happened because I was loaded, granted, but the motivation for the the behavior was was never I'm loaded, so I'm gonna, you know, it was just because I'm an attention whore. Now I'm just a sober attention whore. You know, it's just that simple. And uh, fuck, so dude, so I finished this special, this gnarly special, and the the opening is just symbolic, man. I got all the jackass guys duct taped me to the side of a billboard truck, hit baseballs at me way too hard, and then you see that the it's like they send me off in this beautiful symbolic thing, you know, like all the guys, and then off I go, duct taped to the side of my fucking billboard truck, which promotes the special, and I'm flying down the highway. It's just this beautiful thing. It's like where the guys send me off, off all on my own, and the truck, you see it just flying down the highway, hundreds of miles. Oh, into the sunset. The well, no, to the theater, where the fucking special got taped. <laughs> You know, it's like this beautiful symbolism, and uh, and and dude, that like from from start to finish, I couldn't be more fucking thrilled with how this came out. And I invested like like f- to get it done, just to get it shot. It was over a quarter million dollars. I've never spent that fucking much money on shit ever in my life, except my house, right? Wait, like my house. Counts. Understandable. Right, but uh, other than that. Nothing comes close to to anything that I've spent that much fucking money on, and and I stand by every fucking penny of it. Now then, to get to this point where I, I was able to put it out, now I'm up to three hundred grand because with with all the expenses of just getting it out, right? And like, and here's the here's the ass kicker. I I thought like I thought, dude, this is undeniable, and I'd still think it's undeniable. But dude, I. Everywhere that could have put it out, you know, given how explicit it is, you know, I swallow a man's load in the in the fucking special. I I completely swallow a full load of my buddy's cum, and uh, you know, there's that. You know, I I might like, uh, you know, get fucked by an elk. Just a day, another day at the office. Another day at the office. There, there, there's a lot. There, there's a lot in there that uh, that is legitimately explicit, but that doesn't mean that fucking like Netflix couldn't have couldn't have run it. You know, they could. I know they could have. And their fucking position on it was that they're comedy snobs and that they don't view Steve-O as a prestigious stand true stand-up comedian. And I'm like, all right, well. Then this it, this is something that's never been fucking done. This is something that never you don't want it. Okay, you fucking assholes. You fucking Good for you, and you stick and, it right back to him. Well, well, right, man. And I just didn't let it fucking. I didn't let it stop me. You know, I, I just I just figured it out how to build it into my website. You know, and that's what I fucking did. And, and in hindsight, I want to view it as a blessing. It's exactly like in the HBO series, The Defiant Ones, about Dr. Dre and Jimmy Iovine. Dr. Dre says in that shit that when he made The Chronic, that he brought the, his album, The Chronic, to every fucking record label, and every record label rejected it. And he was like, you know what? Fuck that, dude. This shit is dope. And I think that was why he started his own record label. I'm not sure. But boy, did that work out for him. Right. And so I'm like, I'm sitting here saying, all right, fuck them. And, and uh, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to start my own deal. And, and like, I, I want, I, I really, 
really think they fucked up, man, because uh, because I could have been I could have been sending everybody to their shit. Right. I could have been sending everybody to their shit, you know, like I, my, my Instagram this morning. Up like, to 5 million right now. Yeah, I got, I got over 5 million this morning. Dude, I'm super stoked. Like combined total, it's, it's over 24 million, you know, like, so I have the ability to, to promote my own shit, you know, and, and I don't want to pat myself on the back too much because I just got started. But in, uh, in, in a little over two weeks, I've, I've uh, generated um, just over a hundred and eighty thousand dollars with with my gnarly special, and uh, so I'm I'm on my way to getting back the three hundred thousand. And you're early you know? in the ball game too. I'm, I'm pretty early in the ball game, and uh, I just want to. I, I would love it if everybody who's watching this can just help me to just get a fucking fat middle finger to those fucking stupid fuckface assholes. Steve, we're gonna make damn sure you get that fat middle <laughs> finger. I can guarantee you that. I'll do everything in my power. I love it. <laughs> are you ama- are you amazed? In all honesty, are you amazed that you're still alive, Steve-O? Do you sure. look at some of the stuff and just say how? How am I here now? I'm coming out with this special. How am I still here with some of the shit sure. that you've done? Hundred percent, hundred percent, man. Like, uh, you know, I, I don't even, I, I don't even have an answer. Like, I mean, in, in the beginning, when I was when I was that kid, fucking dropping out, failing out, getting kicked out at the University of Miami, and I'm like, I'm gonna be a rad, famous stuntman, and everybody felt sorry for me. Ah. Uh, I didn't fucking think I was going to pull it off back then. <laughs> you know? I, dude, dude, I, I felt sorry for me too. <laughs> I felt sorry for me too, man. I, I knew the only thing I knew at that time was that it was physically impossible for me to go to class. I couldn't do it. I know. I just didn't have the fucking, the strength to muster to bring myself to go to those fucking classes i didn't have the ability to keep a job like i had been fired from every fucking job every job that didn't just involve just showing up and being an asshole and an an attention whore i've been fired from every job i ever had i've been fired on day one i've been fired on day two i've been i've I've been fired from jobs for every uh you know every uh, number of days <laughs> you know like I couldn't I knew I could not go to school I could not keep a job I lacked the survival skills to make it in the real world like on every level I just was I felt that I was going to die like miserably having failed at life and and uh and and before that happened, like like a fucking caveman trying to etch stick figures on the wall so that they can be seen after that caveman perishes, I was I was just I was just urgently doing the dumbest shit I possibly could to document it with the video camera because I knew that footage would would outlive me. And that was really where it was at. I was like, I'm not gonna live very long. It's gonna be bad but I'm going to fucking have my little message in a bottle. And that was what the video camera was rolling, loading that message in the bottle to fucking have it discovered after I died. I got to tell you, Steve, a boy, have you done that too? And I think you really <laughs> accomplished that. I really want to help you give this middle finger to Netflix. And again, <laughs> folks, 
kids got a guy's got a long day ahead of him. Check out <laughs> Gnarly on steveo.com podcast Steve-O's Wild Ride. Before we close, I got to ask you one thing, Steve. One right here, I want to say this too. Go for I it. Feel so, I feel so confident in, in what I'm doing with this. Like the, uh, the, the, the way that, I, that I've got it built into my site, you know, the, like with the rental. I'm not doing like fucking iTunes where you rent it for two days. You get it for 30 days. Right. 30 days. And then what they're doing on iTunes since the pandemic, all the new release movies, to rent it for 48 hours, it costs $19.99. Like, I couldn't even believe it. I was like, wait, what? And that's what they're doing. But I'm giving it to you for 30 days for only $9.99. And I, I swear by what I did. And, and I'm just, I'm on a fucking mission creating goodwill, happy customers. It's when you buy it once and that's it. There's none of this fucking subscription shady bullshit. It's just you buy it once. And then when I come out with my next fucking thing, which will have my, my spine getting injected, and me blowing a load while I'm falling out of a fucking airplane with a dude strapped on my back and all that. Like when I come out with my next project, I'm going to have a, a whole, uh, a whole army of really fucking happy customers that are going to be ready to buy the next fucking thing. And I'm going to have the integrity for, uh, for only delivering quality ass shit because this fucking thing's the chronic. Netflix <laughs> will be begging to get that footage under their belt, under their umbrella of you going out of a, of a helicopter, blowing your load. Yeah, skyjacking. It was Sky- <laughs> Steve, where you Let me ask you one, one thing. Okay. Yeah, sure. You t- you tell a story of you and Mike Tyson at a party and you yeah. and Mike Tyson are railing cocaine in a bathroom at a yeah. party. You guys don't leave that bathroom for two hours straight. Am I wrong? Uh, two to three hours, I would say. Yeah, at least two hours. What is that conversation like? What what, what takes place it, in that conversation? It, 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 it was crazy. <laughs> it, it, it was some crazy shit. And then, do you know that after that, the next time I, I saw Mike Tyson was when we were locked up together in a psychiatric ward. This is this is fascinating. Yep. And, then, and, 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 and then while we're in the psychiatric ward, I'm begging him to let me run into his fist with my face. And, uh, and, and he won't do it, but then we're on the Charlie Sheen roast and we do it. And dude, like the way that, that story is in the gnarly special and you see it happen. And the thing was that you also see Bam break my nose, which happened on, on, uh, the filming for the third Jackass movie. And, and, and I just let it fucking heal crooked. I had a fucking crooked nose for like, for like, uh, I don't know, a year and a half. And then when I, when I run into Mike Tyson's fist, you see, I broke the fucking shit out of it. And some dude cruises up. He's like, yo, I'm a Kung Fu instructor. I got you. And he fucking, he fucking on the spot at the Charlie Seros, he sets it straight. And so, like, problem solved. I got a fucking Mike Tyson Kung Fu nose job, dude. And uh, my, my shit's fixed. And, dude, I love that, that that all comes together in this just, in this synchronistic way dude in the in the gnarly special and as with the whole fucking thing this whole absurd act you see everything happen there's no fucking it's not fucking an asshole talking into a mic for the whole time like you're watching that shit happen and if you weren't watching it happen you wouldn't fucking believe that it was even remotely true and what's great (laughs) is that's what we want for you from you and that's what you've given us 
Yeah, I'm stoked, man. Well, Steve, you have laid it all out on the line for us. It's time we do it for you, folks. Go check it out. The <laughs> gnarly comedy special on steveo.com. Dude, you're awesome. Yeah, I appreciate you, brother. Thank Stay you so safe, much all right? Time. Don't go get yourself killed, all right? <laughs> Stay mean, safe out there. You just watch. I predict that uh, that that by this time next week, I will have been arrested again. <laughs> I don't doubt you. I don't. <laughs> We're at the point now where if you say you're going to get arrested, you're going to get arrested. I, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure. I, I have a strong chance. Okay. <laughs> Just make sure you got a good lawyer. Your lawyer's got to be yeah. filthy rich by now. <laughs> hey, brother. Thank you so much, man. You know, you're the best, brother. You take care. And for sure, you too. I got news for you, Grace. I, 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 if every podcast guest was like Steve-O, the podcast world would truly be even more of a spectacular place than it already is. I mean, that that's just, you know, look, again, the guy is just crazy. He will be the first to tell you that, but he's also a really great guy. I, I, I mean, he really is. I was having so much damn fun with the guy. And, and he had a busy day. He has a long day of different couple different interviews that he was doing throughout that day, so unfortunately we had to get going. You know, I, I, I know I always reference Howard Stern, but here's the beauty of, of getting to a level like Howard Stern, who's just the best in the business, or the Joe Rogans in the world. You get these people on, and they're having so much fun with them that if they want to go four hours with them, they can. Stern won't do that. Joe Rogan will. You could go two hours, three hours with these guys, and you can and they do, and they have so much fun, and the guests going on know damn well what they're getting into, and they know that they need to be at their best because the show is viewed by so many and just so high up there in, in, in regards to ratings and all of that stuff, so you want to be at your best. When you're first starting off and, you know, getting going, getting, like, you know, like we are, you have a, a certain time frame that you that you got to use that you got to make the most. I mean, I could have gone two hours with Steve. I could have just kept going. I had a lot more in the tank. Just a great guy, but and, and that's what you want to get to the level of where the guys come on and there is no time limit. You know, your show's that big. You're, you, they're, they're that comfortable to where it, you're just going to let it rip. You have no other choice. Rogans and Stearns of the world, they'll go as long as they want to go, and they're going to get their absolute best. Now we're at a point where, where you got to kind of earn the respect out of the, the, the guests that you have on for the first five, ten minutes where they're kind of like feeling you out. So you got to get them comfortable and get them to where they're going to then be at their best. And you have about five, ten minutes to do that with the time frame that you have to get the best out of the interview. So I enjoy that process. I really do. And, and Steve-O is just as good as they come as we continue on the grind here for the Brilliantly Sh Dumb Show just to keep this thing going to the top. I mean, Steve-O is the guest that can do it. Folks, we got another good guest coming on Friday. Tyler Cameron from The Bachelorette. Girls just love this man. Uh, I mean, The Bachelorette was just absolutely huge. His season was one of the biggest seasons. He was the runner-up in The Bachelorette. Just an absolute stud from Jupiter, Florida, which is where my parents reside. So that's something in common right there. We bring him on Friday. The guests keep rolling in. Then we switch them back to our audio like we normally do this dance on the ones and twos. Folks, that was episode 86. The Brilliant Dumb Show, we see you for episode 87 coming Friday. Let's keep this train just chugging right along here on The Brilliant Dumb Show. Folks, you take care now. 
Not today, Bubba. Go get him, Bubba. Love you. Not today, Bubba. Gordy, Gordy, can I bother you for a second? 